Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unpack That. Yeah, that's kind of good. <laughs> we're get, we're going to practice. We are going to We're going pra- to be in it's unison. Eventually. This is only <laughs> the first time. Yeah. Um, happy Thursday, or whatever day it is that this podcast found you. This podcast unpack uh-huh, our suitcases, laundry, groceries, or any other type of bag that you can think of. My name is Julia. And I'm Nora. And today we will be talking about college and school, which is uh. a very big topic right now because we are both seniors in high school. So it's kind of all that's surrounding us at the moment. Yes. All directions. Just yes. you can't escape. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get started, I just do want to point out that we have zero plan. For most of this mm-hmm. so a lot of the times we will be going off into tangents because we're basically this is how we facetime each other it's basically a facetime call yeah. and you're listening to how do you get on our facetime call you creepy stalker <laughs> just yeah. kidding we invited you <laughs> did we yes we did sure yeah yeah sure we invite everyone um <laughs> so we have a couple new things today we have a segment that we will be introducing it will be Every single podcast, we will do the same segment. But without further ado, let's just get started. So, Julia, how are you doing in school and just in life? Oh, you know, just just dandy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm hanging on just like everybody else. Um, I've been virtual in school for quite a while now. So people are quite a strange thought. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird. Like, we go to the same school. We're really close friends. Last time I've seen you in person was before Thanksgiving, and it's mm-hmm. currently February. I don't and even it, know like, what month it is. I didn't even know it was February until you just <laughs> said that, actually. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> it's, like, crazy. So I'm a hybrid. So, like, I go to school every other day, but we just had February break, which was a week off. And then this week is all virtual so that everyone who is going back to school can get covid tested so i just got i'm negative i mean obviously i literally didn't leave my house <laughs> um i don't think she goes outside actually like at I, all i literally don't when i was going to get my test like it wasn't even that sunny out right like it was just like a normal day my eyes hurt because That's i haven't been terrible. outside why don't you just go outside for some fresh air because it's cold put a coat on no that's so much work then I have to like go find a jacket and like we we scheduled this podcast to start recording at three and Nora sent me a text at 259 asking if I was ready and I said oh yeah just give me like five minutes I'm just gonna go set up and everything I was on the swings outside were you really (laughs) yes yes I was (laughs) why am I not surprised at all it's just a commonplace activity I just like to spend some time outside you know someone actually asked me the other day they said Julia do you go outside just to get out of the house or because you actually like being outside and I said it's both (laughs) yeah really it is (laughs) I love it yeah no matter what the weather is rain snow sleet hail like you'll be outside on your swing set yeah I have a raincoat that I got last year when I was planning to travel abroad to go to Oxford on a study oh, trip. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe one day. But yeah. 
I had a raincoat and I was like, well, now I'm never going to get get to use this raincoat. Well, I go out in the <laughs> rain all the time, so I'm not going I'm not going to Oxford, so raincoat will never raincoat, be used. Raincoat never never. I'm never <laughs> touching it. Um so in the, you know, conversation of being outside, that's what your college essay was about, wasn't it? It had kind to of. do with something like that. So basically both of us wouldn't have had each other's essay. Like, we wouldn't have had our own essay without each other, basically. Right. We, I don't want to say we wrote each other's essays. We didn't, no, we actually. Didn't. We, we didn't. bounced ideas back and forth. Yes. And we made the essays that we started with to be much better um, well, and a by lot doing times, that. Yes, exactly. Like, with mine, for instance, I wrote it first like just for fun not intending it to be a college essay and then she was like why don't you try to make it into the college essay so we'll get to mine after but since we were just talking about being outside why don't we start with yours and just kind of explain what it was about sure it was was, guys it was so good it was so good all right i'll just i'll just get right into it then if you insist (laughs) (laughs) so Over this past summer, after being hidden away inside for many months, that's a new phrase that Nora coined to describe that we're all stuck inside, (laughs) hidden away. It makes it sound a little more fun, a little more secretive, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So all summer, I kind of developed this friendship with my neighbor. Um, So I don't know how long my neighbor has been living here. I've, I've seen him before because we lived very close. Like I said, we're neighbors. Um, so I had seen him before, but I've never talked to him. And I, we both have known about each other's existences, but we never did anything about it. Mm -hmm. But because we were both hidden away at home, we, (laughs) we kind of figured, you know, if we're ever going to get to know each other, why not now? Because it's, it seems like a perfect opportunity. Yeah. The only person you could see. Right. So he would come into my backyard like almost every day because we got really close really quickly um and we would socially distance so don't worry not we're not doing anything crazy over here no um but sometimes we would eat dinner together we would get to know each other it was a lot of fun um it was something that I looked forward to every day um Mm -hmm. and at first my parent my parents thought I was crazy they didn't get it they didn't see what we had in common it was I thought you were too honestly like when I, you first told me about it, I was like, so oh, this many is kind people of weird. have thought I was crazy, and I just don't get like I don't understand yeah, I mean, why. From the outside, it was a very weird relationship. It's because he looks super serious. Like his demeanor is just kind of not. It's not like I don't know. It doesn't seem that inviting. But right. once you get to know him, like it, it's very great. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I talked about that and just how our friendship developed and everything like that. Um, But then I kind of thought about, you know, I wasn't really sure how much longer the quarantine was going to last or like at Mm -hmm. that point I'll be going off to college soon. And I'm, yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's no guarantee that he'd still be living there. Stick around. Right. Yeah. Right. So I was kind of getting this kind of like gut feeling that he was going to have to leave soon. Um, So that made me pretty sad. But, you know, we made the best of it. Um, and I remember so... you telling me, and I'm, I think you wrote about this in your essay, but 
the fact that realizing that you guys have a lot in common, you can appreciate the little things in life. Right, right. Which yeah. I think is very important. Yeah, nature was a big thing that we bonded over. It really connected us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So who, and, what, wait, who was this neighbor? Well, yeah, so with You mentioned that, this at the end, right? Right, right. I Yeah, because I mainly wanted to focus on the development and the journey and, right. like, how we progressed as friends. So, he, at first, when I first met him, he was just the groundhog that was eating my mom's tomato plants, oh, right? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was just the groundhog eating my mom's tomato plants, and she was getting mad, and she wanted to shoo him away. But I said, no, this is Jerry. Boom, plot twist. Plot twist. It's not a it's person. It's a groundhog. Yeah, so I started feeding Jerry carrots every day, and he would come eat them, and I would hide them. Not hide them. I would put them in different places. Mm -hmm. So I'd put them on the swings. I'd put them on the slide. And then he would go and get them. And I would just watch him chomp down. This helps, like... So she's an artist, for anyone who doesn't know. But this, like... I mean, in my opinion, from watching on the outside, I feel like Jerry really helped you, like, gain that new passion for art and for photography. Like, all that kind of stuff. He did. Yeah. So at this point, I didn't write about this specifically in the essay at all this was in one of my first drafts but it didn't really kind of flow as oh god the first draft (laughs) oh my in the first draft so we were we both know this teacher and he's just really amazing and we love him very much and he's a religion teacher but he's also a writer yeah Um, he's like a published author right like knows everything no joke we don't joke around over here (laughs) no 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 we need the um, published authors. Right, right. So he was helping us with our essays and he read my first draft and he goes the first literally the first, the like, first two one. paragraphs. But even in the first two paragraphs he's like, "Wait, hold up." He says, "Julia, Jerry sounds like a pedophile." <laughs> said, "No, it's <laughs> a groundhog." It was amazing. And then after he said that, I was cuz I also you had like never on first draft. It. Yes, it was like, and it wasn't even that. It was just the adjectives that were used because you were trying so hard to ma- to describe like his person, you know that like right. I was like, trying to describe a person that's not a right. person, and I right. guess that equals pedophile. <laughs> yeah, but by um, the end, it was so good. Yeah, the final draft. I'm very proud of. I really like it. Um. At that point, everyone that I had showed it to knew about Jerry and knew who Jerry was and knew that I was writing the essay about Jerry. Mm -hmm. So the first time I sent it to my college counselor, I I unfortunately wasn't there to see her reaction because she read it before our meeting. But she told me that her jaw was on the floor because she had <laughs> it was amazing she just wasn't expecting that it, jerry was a groundhog and not a person um so it she was, was the so first good. thank you she was the first person to read it that didn't know that it was mm-hmm. a groundhog so yeah i honestly i haven't sent the essay to many people so, yeah me neither which is kind of unfortunate because i would love to see it's their so reaction good. i i feel like it's kind of like a fun short story well that's what i love about it is that 
it's like a fun short story. There's a little plot twist, but also there's a lot of you in there. And there's right. a lot of important lessons that you specifically learned from right. this little groundhog, which I think right. is, the way you were able to integrate it, I think mm-hmm. was really good. And I'm not trying to just like gas you up, but like it was good. It well, was really you can good. keep going. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, basically hers was awesome. Thank Mine you. I think was pretty good too. I don't think it was it, I don't I don't think it was as good as yours. Yours was like my favorite I've ever read. It was thank so Thank you. Thank you so much. Yours was really <laughs> good though. It there's a common thread between both of our essays mm-hmm. that we'll talk about after. Yeah. Um do you want to go ahead? Yeah, I can. So basically I wanted my essay after I wrote my first essay which was horrible. I wrote it just because I tried to write what it I wasn't thought wasn't horrible. They would yes, it was. I tried it was to write just about what boring. They, yes, it was so boring. Because I tried to make it something that I thought they would want to hear, which was not the right way to go about it. That's actually first, what I did at first, too. Right. Like, so I started I, talking about yeah. art in mine, and I was like, this is not what I want to talk about. Right. My first essay was actually a completely different topic. So... Mm-hmm. For anyone listening who doesn't know, I sing and I've been doing theater since I was five years old. She's so very what... talented. Stop. Um, <laughs> so that's what I was writing about. But then I was writing it for like days. I just kept revisiting it. And I was like, this is not doing what I want it to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wasn't excited writing about it. Right. So then one day I was just sitting there and I wrote this um, essay. I think it was for school. It wasn't like an essay, but it was like a creative writing assignment. I think it was for school or I just did it for fun. I don't really write for fun, though. So I think it was for school. But anyway, that doesn't really matter. Um, so I was telling Julia about it and she was like, this is really good. And I was like, yeah, like, I wish I could write about something like this for my college essay. She's like, why don't you? And I was like, no, like, there, it's nothing about me. And she's like, no, but like, you could figure out a way to make it about you. So basically, I started off about um so I'm oh my gosh I like can't put my thoughts together so it's okay I have <laughs> it I have the details. essay is so good that it's just hard to encapsulate into words oh know? yeah for sure for sure yeah <laughs> so I have a beach house and it's really old like it's been here for a long time it's older it's... than me yes I'm so 70 <laughs> <laughs> so it's been here for a long time and it was built in sections which I feel like I should explain in another podcast it's actually kind of cool but anyway, um, this was the first time, one of the first times I was downstairs by myself, like super late. I was writing something for school and I was super, it was like one in the morning. And yeah, for she's anyone, an early bird. So she, like, I, I go to bed early. Right. Now, I don't yeah. wake up early. I go to bed early. Like mm-hmm. I will be in bed by 10 o'clock and I'll probably fall asleep by like 11. I just love sleeping. So mm-hmm. this night I happened to be by myself downstairs and it was super late. So it was like kind of creepy. And I'd never been in this room by myself. Like, this Oh, I did night. not know that part. Yeah. Well, so I've been in this room before, but never like at night. So like, it's oh. always like light out when I'm in here. It just, that's just the way it what works. What room is it? It's one of the um, back bedrooms downstairs, but it's just where I did school. Um, gotcha. when we when we went all virtual because it's one of the only rooms that like it's silent and I can like just do what I want you know um so I started hearing noises 
And I was freaked out. And the way I kind of um, worded my essay was to relate to other parts of my life. So I'm adopted. And I had ironically just watched a movie about being adopted. And like, when the kid is older, the birth parents come and like kidnap the kid from their adoptive parents. So that was like the thing I was freshest in my mind. So I was sitting here in the room. I was like, oh, my God, my birth parents are here. Like, why? Like, I like I was convinced. <laughs> why? I was convinced they were kidnapping me. I have no idea who they are, but I was convinced that they were kidnapping me. And then I sat there. I was like, okay, that's just a movie. Like, that's not realistic. So then I went to the next logical possibility is that my whole family was about to be murdered. Right? Logical. Yeah. So I'm because I'm not adopted. That would have been my first thought. Right. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm obsessed with criminal minds like to an to an extreme point. And I love true crime, but I hate horror movies, which is a whole other thing. I saw this TikTok today. I think you posted it. Maybe. Yeah, I put I put it on my Snapchat. Yeah, I just found it so funny because it's so accurate because Nora is just like this. And I know a ton of other people that are like this. Watching a horror movie, you have a blanket over your face, oh, you're I shuddering, watch... you're terrifying, won't even turn it on, right? No. Criminal Minds, ooh, let me eat dinner, let me let yeah. me paint my nails, let me watch this person for be me, murdered. For me, it's like the jump scare aspect of it. I don't Got like it. it. Okay, that makes more sense. So, like, same thing with, like, roller coasters. Like, I just don't like the, mm. like... The you know? intensity and you don't yes. know it's coming. Right. Yes. Gotcha. With like true crime, like, you know, like someone's dying, which horrible, but you know, you know what I get, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So the next logical thing was that, that my whole family was going to get murdered. Right. So I went, <laughs> I took the chair that's in this room. I pushed it against the door. I'm the most dramatic. <laughs> I took the chair, pushed it against the door and I hid in the closet. So dramatic. And I sat there for like two minutes and I was like, I was like, okay, you're, like, insane. Like, <laughs> stop. So then I went to the next logical possibility, and I kept repeating this phrase, like, the next logical possibility, because I don't know. I just thought it was, like, mm-hmm. whatever. It was the ghost, right? It had to be a ghost. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I thought it was a ghost was because my dad's father, my grandpa, died in this room, <laughs> like, years and years ago. <laughs> it was, like, probably, like... 60 70 years ago my dad was a i think he was like 19 or 20 when his father died but still we lad. yeah yeah my my dad's pretty old um <laughs> so yeah i think it was like it's probably 50 years ago something like that um but so it was a long time ago so the, the room is obviously very different it's refurbished all that jazz but i guess back then like it was normal for people to die in their house Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't really know. I, I do that he, every day. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think he was a smoker and then it was like he had a heart attack or something. I don't really know. But um so then and I had just found this out, the fact that he like died in the house like a couple weeks prior. So I was like, oh my god, like it's his ghost. So mm-hmm. then at the so now we're at like the end of my essay, right? And then I'm finally like, oh like I gained up the courage. Like I was building this up. Like, right, right. A lot of suspense. Outside. Yes, because I was like, oh, like, it's my friendly grandfather that I've never met before. I'm sure he's great. So now I, like, build up all the suspense about, like, oh, I'm opening the door. I'm going outside. And then I end with, it's the TV. <laughs> my mom just left the TV on. So basically, the prompt <laughs> that I ended up using 
was um like what steps you went through to solve the problem so i made it i was solving this problem of what this noise was so at the end i was just like i wrote like an extra paragraph about like oh like sometimes the most logical possibilities or what makes most sense or like sometimes like imagination and tv corrupts your imagination i don't know i just went i went it was pretty good the way that you tied it together thank Um, you i really liked reading it i thought it was pretty good yeah because i tried to be able to write about my personal life like little snippets but stuff that i didn't already because your entire application is all about you which is also what i loved about yours it gives Mm -hmm. them like a different light on right right us right Yeah. yeah i think once you can find a topic that you actually like have a story to tell I feel mm-hmm. like it could be almost cathartic to write an and essay. And you have to be excited about the topic. That is something I learned. You have to like what yeah. you're writing. And you don't only have to like it. Like, I love to sing, but it just wasn't flowing, you know? Right. And I got this invite- advice from a friend, and she said, write two essays, which might seem stupid. Like, why would you write two essays? Like, I don't have time for that. But write one essay that you think you're going to use and one essay that you're writing for fun. Because a lot of the times, the essay you're writing for fun is the one you end up using. And that's what happened to me. Right. So it was actually very good advice. So if anyone is listening um, and has that coming up or knows someone who has college essays, college applications coming up, tell them to do that. Because it definitely helped me out. Yeah, I would say my biggest piece of advice is if you think that an idea is stupid or it's too small or it's not significant I think that's probably what's what you your go best with. topic yeah because I, agree. I feel like a lot of people have this impression that it's like oh I have to talk about a death in my family I have to talk about when I was injured I have to talk about when this really tragic thing happened to me and it affected my life or when I it's scored like, like the winning goal at right like right our final game like Yes, those right. are all great things to talk about, but it's also what they hear the most. Right. And by all means, you can write about that if you feel, like, very passionately about it. Yeah. Um, but if you're kind of pushing yourself into that box, I don't really see how that passion is going to be there. It doesn't have to be this grand scale moment or something like that. I feel like really the best essay is something so small but you make it so big i, agree I feel like you. that's the most interesting thing to and read it's also the most memorable thing you want to be remembered yeah. by these people because right. they're reading thousands and thousands of essays you don't want right. to be the same as the person sitting next to you yeah you don't want to be that essay where they're like all right next, next. yeah thank you next <laughs> thank you next okay next. <laughs> We're going to get copy written for that? Yeah, right. So I think, unless you have any final things to say about this. Can you please just talk about your age in which the story, yeah. (laughs) I totally forgot about that. I love this part. So my teacher, who ended up, he was the one who edited both of our papers. Mm -hmm. He was like, how old were you, like, when this happened? Like, seven, five I was like, no, that was this <laughs> this summer. <laughs> so it was like, it was in like May of literally when I was 17. So he was like, 
okay um maybe we need to change it so he was like what if you say that you were like eight and it was in like september so it was like a dark and stormy night (laughs) so basically i had to pretend that i was like 10 years younger than i actually was it's so funny to me i just can't get enough of that one point (laughs) yeah that pretty that was see and what I love about him is that he made us realize, like, such obvious things that we never would have realized. It's hard to realize those simple things of, like, oh, your phrasing of this makes it sound like a grown man that's trying <laughs> yeah. to do things. Or Well, like, and that's just... another reason why she didn't say Jerry until the end. Yeah, he... He said to me, why don't you change the name Jerry? I said, no, that's not authentic. My groundhog's <laughs> name is Jerry. He's not my groundhog. He's my friend. He lives out in the wild, just <laughs> for the record. He's in hibernation right now. That's what I meant by him going away. Yeah. Um, anyway. I love yeah, that. It, yeah, so I didn't mention the name Jerry until the end. Um, <laughs> that, was also, that was Nora's idea. Yeah. To kind of solve that problem. Nora was the one that helped me shape the essay into more of a friendship-focused mm-hmm. thing instead of, like, whatever it was I had before. I mean, the thing is, what I think is hard to understand is that, especially the way we're saying that, is that both our first essays were fine. Yeah, they, they weren't, were... like, terrible. Yeah. But it didn't satisfy my soul like I right. wanted it to. Yeah, mine which too. Which pretty I much said. Totally, yeah, I just totally changed my topic. But, like, Julia kept her same idea throughout. Right. My my problem that I was having at the beginning, kind of basically what you said, is that I was writing what I thought they wanted to hear, yeah. in a sense. Because everyone always says, you know, it has to be about you. It has to be about you. And it does. But I kind of got carried away in that because... My development with Jerry, it was like a story that I wanted to tell, but I was breaking up the story and I wasn't really keeping it as much of a story because I was like, oh, I need to talk talk about about me. I need to talk about me. Yeah, I did this in art and then I did that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for me, because art is such a big thing that I do. I felt like it was really the only thing that I could talk about. Me too. That's how I felt with the singing thing. Right, right. So I was, I didn't want to talk about art. Like I knew that when I was writing my essay, I did not want to talk about art, but I kept going back to it because I didn't know what else to do. Yes. But then he kind of made me realize that I can, I can tell this story. It's still about me. I'm the one telling you this story. Which I think the way he said that was awesome because it helped both of us because right my- we were having similar problems even though we were yes. writing about completely different things well because the what I love about how mine ended up was that yes it was about me but it was about little snippets of me that I didn't include anywhere else because it wasn't right. it wasn't like the big story of my life like it's just like right. my everyday like I like true crime videos so that's what I'm gonna include that right you know so I think you really just have to write about something mundane that you find yeah. interesting that you can make it interesting because I think that's the most impressive thing if you could take yeah. something so small and turn it into something so good right and it's not going to be only one draft it's a process yeah I know everyone I says that everyone I, says that I did not like, believe them yeah I was kind of like oh yeah I can write anything in there yeah and you can but it can be better and you'll feel it you'll know mm-hmm. 
Like you'll when it's done, you will feel you'll, it. Yeah, you'll know. This is so weird, like to <laughs> say it out loud, but like it's true. No, but you it's can true. feel when it's done. And I had so much pressure, and I don't know if this was the same for you, but I had so much pressure because I wasn't submitting test scores because of COVID. All of my schools went test optional, so I felt like the essay held so much more weight than right, it I would see. for someone who submitted test scores. And I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not an admissions counselor. But that's but how you felt, right? I felt it so makes much sense, extra like pressure. Yeah, because for me too, like taking the tests, my grades were like really good without the test. Because with the test, I'm a very like average at best kind of like big test taker. So like mm. I, my test wouldn't have helped me. I think it would have hurt me. Right. So I definitely felt the added pressure with that. But I mean, and for anyone else listening, not submitting test scores, they said it wouldn't affect you. And I truly don't think it affected me because it didn't affect merit. I don't think it didn't affect. Yeah, she stacked up the money, guys. (laughs) She really did. Oh, I try. I try. Now (sighs) we're arguing more. Oh, I never mentioned I'm going to Fairfield University. Congratulations. I knew that, but. (laughs) (laughs) But. We'll get into that a little later. Right now, we want to pause to introduce our new recurring segment called The Simmering Spotlight. So we will be right back. So welcome to The Simmering Spotlight. So the word simmer, you know, that kind of originated with me in the sense that I like to take a long time to process things and reflect and to me the word simmering perfectly encapsulates that so these are moments that we are simmering on that we experienced this week to relive either the joy the embarrassment perhaps fury I don't know um so you know we'll see what kind of comes out of this so would you like to start Sure. So I'm going to talk about a moment that caused me much anger this week. Mm. And it has to do with my brother, of course, as always. Oh. So my brother is 13. Oh, gosh. Is he 14? He's 14. Okay. A lot of- <laughs> I feel like we didn't age in quarantine. But anyway, my brother's 14. And he started this new thing. Where, so we sit in the same room usually during the day, and it's just the two of us, like, in this, like, back room, whatever. Mm-hmm. He started this new thing where he likes to watch two lacrosse games at the same time with volume on both of them. Yeah, multitasking. It's so annoying. So he has one on the TV, and then he has one on his iPad. And I'm sitting here trying to write my term paper, but I'm also watching a true crime video. Of course, obviously- yeah. But my tr- uh, my term paper is actually about true crimes. Like, it's fine. But anyway, um, yes, I managed to make <laughs> my English. She's really just milking time. this. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so I asked him very politely. I said, James, can you please turn the sound down on the TV? And he was like, it's already at 10. And I'm like, okay, but it's still louder than my computer, which is at 100. And he's like, but it's already at 10. I said, can you please just turn it down, like, one, maybe two? And he's like, no, then I can't hear it. So then I was like, okay, whatever. So then I waited, like, 
two minutes, try to ignore it, you know, try to do my own thing. And I still couldn't hear my video. So I was like, politely again, I still haven't gotten mad. I was like, James, you really need sound on both of these. Like you can't be listening to both of these at the same time. He's like, um, actually I do. Like I do. Yeah, was one like, one goes in the right ear and one goes in the left ear. No, he had them out loud, both of them. So it was so annoying. And then I was finally like, James, can you please just turn one of them off? Like, you don't need to hear both or put headphones in one of them. And I said, like, he got AirPods for Christmas. Like, don't you think you should be using them? Perhaps. <laughs> so then he was like, well, if you don't like it, you can go to the other room. And I'm like, we both live in this house. I'm not going to leave my couch just because you want to listen to two things at once that you're not even listening to because then you're playing on your phone while you're watching both of these games. Like, I don't understand. So then he was like, it's not my problem you live here. Just go to the other room then. So then I was kicked out of the room. It's not my problem that you live here. Yeah. So I was kicked out. And then my dad was like, what happened? And I told him. And he's like, okay. And he's like, hunting. <laughs> He doesn't yell at him. I'm like, are you serious? So that was the moment that really pissed me off this week. Your turn. We, just for the record, like we did last time when we recorded our first episode, we are currently Zooming, but we're yes. we're talking through the recording app. And she was getting, like, her hand movements, guys, very aggressive, very <laughs> Don't exaggerated. Do it, not call me out. It was very funny. <laughs> I'm a very dramatic person. You could you okay. could hear the anger. You could hear the fury. I hope you could. I heard it. I was it. very angry. I I didn't even need to see you to hear it. I felt <laughs> it. <laughs> so my simmering spotlight for this week happened, I believe, two days ago. I it was three o'clock in the morning. I was on the phone <laughs> with one of my very good oh my friends, God. Catherine. Three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm long asleep. I've been asleep for like four hours at this point. Three o'clock was early. I went to sleep Julia. at four thirty that day. Julia. But I was. I know it's not good. I'm going to sleep early tonight because I take my driver's test tomorrow. You said so. that yesterday. Well, my driver's test is tomorrow, so I have to, <laughs> and I'm not going yeah. to school, so I don't have to do homework. Um. Anyway, three o'clock in the morning. I was painting for a project for school. Um, for my AP Studio Art class. Which is so good, by the way. Thank you. It's, it's awesome. It's like a sunset on this body of water. I like to think it's a lake, not an it's ocean. I so don't know good. why. There's a lot of colors. I only used a palette knife. So that's kind of, it's kind of like a spatula for paint. So I didn't use any brushes. It was, it was pretty nice. It I think I'm so gonna, cool. Thank you. I'm, I'm definitely going to do that again with the palette knife because I had a mm-hmm. good time doing it. But... Catherine and I were on the phone and we were watching the B movie <laughs> as this was at three o'clock in the morning. And I've never seen it before. I saw it like when I was really little, but I haven't seen it recently. It's so good. It's so funny. Who in there? Just why would you make that? But I also want to <laughs> meet you. You know what I mean? Like right. everything about it was incredible. Yeah. And there was just this one moment that I just wanted to bring up. And, you know, at, in the middle of the night, things hit differently. <laughs> oh, for sure. So there was this guy. It was the woman's boyfriend, the woman that talks to the bee. It was so is her this, is boyfriend. Is this like a real person? No, it's in the cartoon movie. 
no no i know but is it like a bee woman or is it like oh, a it's a person. person okay a person that talks to the actual bee gotcha right and then her boyfriend who is also a real person <laughs> her boyfriend who is also a bee no <laughs> um she he was getting kind of jealous because she kept talking to the bee oh my god the, this movie is so widely memed and i never understood yeah, why yeah, me until too. i watched it uh-huh. it makes so much sense the boyfriend was getting jealous of the woman in the beat it's <laughs> everything about it is a masterpiece but she she owns this flower shop and they were in there together him her and the bee and he was getting jealous so he storms out of the of the flower shop and he goes outside like on the sidewalk and there's people walking by and he just goes why is yogurt night so difficult and oh it my god made me crack up Catherine and I could not stop laughing we were played <laughs> it like 17 times because I think they were trying to plan a date night but she kept talking to the bee instead and he was like I why is that. yogurt night so difficult and it was just everything about it was everything I've ever wanted really and I am going to go around in my life screaming why is yogurt night so difficult oh I see it I so, 100% believe that you will be doing this yes I will and I have started since the two days ago <laughs> um, so if you are just living your life you're walking outside you're going somewhere and you just hear in the distance like just far away in the distance someone screaming why is yogurt night so difficult that might be me so I love that yeah that is such a good moment good job it's pretty good moment yeah (laughs) so I think that concludes this week's simmering spotlight woohoo And we're back. Yay! Okay, so we just left off, you know, talking about college essays. And I mentioned that I've already chosen my college. But before we get into your whole situation with college, I do mm-hmm. want to talk about our senior yearbook quotes. Because I think those are so fun. And I love, like, some people's are do you so know mine? funny. I don't think so. I don't, do you know mine? I don't think we... I don't think we, I don't talked, think about we this, talked about this. Which is okay. I mean, we literally talk every day, and if we don't talk for more than three days, like we get like withdrawals. Is that yeah? How, is that how you say it? Withdrawal. 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 I, I say the word. I don't know what I said. Drawer, like draw, and people make fun of me. So you say drawer, like draw, like a dresser drawer. I say draw. <laughs> what? Not anymore. I drawer. Now I say drawer after, but that's only after people critiques me. Well, one of my old friends used to say discombobulated is discombobulated. Discombobulated, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. say it like that now because of that. Oh my gosh, we could do a whole thing about mispronunciations. That's so funny. Everything Anyways. I've ever said is a mispronunciation. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, do you want to tell me your quote and then your meaning behind your quote? Sure. Well, after me talking about my whole essay, I feel like the quote that I chose requires no context. <laughs> it is a Bob Ross quote. Oh, and I. Yes. But here's the funny thing. I thought to myself, because Bob Ross is a pretty popular guy to pick for yearbook quotes, you know, mm-hmm. as he should. He's fantastic. Yeah. But that besides Love. the point, 
I I thought to myself, oh, I'm an artist, but I'm not going to be, like, one of those. I'm not going to, like, pick a Bob Ross quote. Like, I love him, but, like, yeah. I could pick a different person to quote. But I was watching a Bob Ross video, and he said this. And I was like, I have to. <laughs> I just have to. Oh, so it's not it's, one of those, like, like I didn't pick it on this. purpose. No. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it I didn't do mine like that either. Well, I kind of did. I'll get to mine later. But I don't even watch, I don't watch Bob Ross, like, all the time. Like, I don't just sit in my room late at night and watch Bob Ross. Like, (laughs) only sometimes, but it's not frequent. Right. So, it was just, like, funny the way it all happened. Because I literally was thinking, I'm not going to do that. But then I heard it. He was painting, of course. And he said, if I acted normal, nobody would know me. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so good. So, I <laughs> and that yes. is so fitting for you. I know. <laughs> I love it because I. It's just I feel like it's perfect. I wanted a quote that was kind of funny, yeah. but it was also serious. So mm-hmm. like it's funny, but it actually means something. So you could look at this and be like, "Yeah, you're weird. That's it." But no, it's I think just it's kind so of good. like an ode to being yourself. You know? Oh my god, that's so, I, so good. I felt like it fit pretty well. And I, I was like, wait, did he just say and and then I wrote it down. That's <laughs> so like, good. Yeah. So how I chose my quote, again, I don't think it needs much um explaining, but I chose a quote from Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, I'm so surprised. Yeah, shocker. Um <laughs> We're both so, predictable. <laughs> I know. I of I went into this not thinking that I was going to do Criminal Minds, but I went into it wanting it to be a representation Mm. of something that I really like at the moment so I can look back and be like, oh, you know. Makes sense. After looking, because originally I was just like, oh, like quotes about graduation, yearbook quotes, whatever. I couldn't find anything that I liked. So then I looked up just Criminal Minds quotes in general and just started looking through them. And originally, I wanted mine to be kind of like yours, like funny, but with meaning. Mm -hmm. But then I found this quote, and I really liked it. So it's said by Agent Emily Prentice, which she's a character in the show, obviously. And it says, I've always heard every ending is also a new beginning. We just don't know it at the time. I'd like to believe that's true. Mm, And I think that's really cute. That's a nice one. I think it's nice. The other quote I had was... um, it was a funny one, but my mom was like, no, that's dumb, which I think it would have been great. But When it was... I read my mom my quote, she was kind of like, um, you picked that? I was like, <laughs> I sent it already. No, so I asked my mom, I was between three quotes. I don't, one was by um, Adrian Hotchner, Agent Aaron Hotchner, but I don't remember what that was. But then the other one was by Dr. Spencer Reed, mm-hmm. which even if you don't know Criminal Minds, I think you, like, if you saw him, you would know who he was. Right, yeah. Um, so it's Matthew Gray Gubler, I think his name is, but so it was something, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of, um, like, oh, shaking hands spreads more germs than hugging. So we should just go around or than kissing. So we should just go around and kiss everyone. And I thought that was so funny. Like with COVID. It's pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Dang, I, I wish I, um, I wish I had it up, but if I remember, by next time (laughs) i will i'll mention it but it was so good that that is pretty funny 
I I feel like I wouldn't even have the courage to put that as my quote. Like it's yeah. funny, but I I think I would be too nervous. <laughs> oh oh, here I found it. It's okay. a different kind of funny, you know. Yeah. So he said the number of pathogens passed during a handshake is staggering. It's actually safer to kiss. <laughs> I just is I that true? That was, I get. I mean, he's a genius. So I mean, his character is genius. So I would think so. Hmm. Anyway, it was amazing. I thought it was so good, but my mom was like, you can't put that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, we, I like your other one, though. It, it's a really you. nice one. It's very fitting for graduation. And it's it's kind of funny just in the sense that it's from a well-known TV show. I feel like that's yeah. just funny in itself. In itself. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I like I them. I can't believe that. Yeah, I can't I believe, believe we talk about talked this. about. Yeah. I know. Interesting. Um, okay, so now we're just going to get in to our whole feelings about the college process. I can talk about why I chose my school over other schools. Julia can talk about how she's feeling, because I know she's a little more stressed than I am at the current moment. Um, I would say more confused. There was yeah. a burst of stress, but that came for a specific reason that I'll get into a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm just like waiting and confused, and I'm just happy that I don't have to do anything anymore right where I was the opposite like I wanted to choose as soon as I could Mm -hmm. um so for me I don't know if I should say the other schools because I don't want to bat I'm not going to bash any school because I actually like all. no you you can say you can say like I think think it's it's, just it didn't work for you yeah and it's my own personal opinion don't come for me I'm not trying to you know yeah it's it's what worked for you you know yeah and the only I only applied to one school specifically just for like the money because I knew I was going to get a scholarship and I was hoping that I could use that to then bargain more scholarship money from wherever else I went. But I didn't love the school. I'm not going to say which school that was, but um, all my other schools, I really only applied to schools that I liked. So I only applied to sub eight schools mm-hmm. and um which is in our grade, people, majority of the people I've talked to have applied to like 20 schools. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that because of COVID, no we one's haven't gone to visit. visit. So it's very like confusing. But mm-hmm. I've known for the last two ish years the type of school I wanted, not where I was going to go, but right. I kind of I had a list of yes and no's, which for a lot of people I don't think they have. Right. And I'm, I'm not trying to speak for other people, but. Right, right, right. I had a lot of specific things I wanted and specific things I didn't want. So, for instance, I've grown up in really small class sizes. My middle school, I graduated with 13. Um, High school, we graduated with, like, 130-ish. We will graduate with 130-ish. So, I knew I wanted a small enough school that I can have that one-on-one. I'd be walking around. My professor would know who I am, that kind of thing. Um, Mm. But I also didn't – like, I don't want a tiny, tiny school. Right. You know? But so, like I said, the school I ended up choosing was Fairfield. And I was very much between, in the beginning, I was very much between Fairfield and Villanova. Because my mom went to Villanova. I knew the most about Villanova. Mm-hmm. And I went to Fairfield. And at the time, I was very much like any single trip I went to, like to see a college, I would just like whichever one I saw last the most. Like, it was just like, oh, I like that one. Because it was like the most recent in my mind. But it mm-hmm. wasn't until I over the summer when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, wait, 
like Fairfield is the only one that's like stuck with me the whole time. So it wasn't one of those. Right. And I don't like when people say that it's one of those like, oh, when you know, like, you know, as soon as you step on campus, like it's a magical. Right. I don't like how that narrative is pushed because I just don't think I it's agree. realistic. Yeah. Like that didn't happen to me. And that's okay that it didn't happen. Right. It doesn't mean that you you don't like it. It doesn't mean that's not where you're going to end up. But for me, it was very much, I had to reflect and realize, okay, this, like, I really like this. Um, so a lot of my schools, like I said, are very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I could explain the, what differentiated them yeah, in my yeah. mind. Um, so I applied, one of the schools I applied to was Catholic University of America. Mm-hmm. And I, what I loved about that school was, one, the area. I love D.C., I think mm-hmm. DC, I mean, at the time, and um, which I guess I'll get into in a second, but I love DC and it was a small enough school that I felt like I wouldn't get lost of who I right. am, you know, um, so and I wouldn't be overwhelmed, that kind of thing. And I also loved that I can get a dual degree in music and business, mm-hmm. which for me is something that I didn't think about anywhere else because it was never like this was a specific. It wasn't an option. Degree. Right. So I really like that. And then Sacred Heart um, University in Connecticut really came up, like, literally two weeks before I got my acceptance. Yes. Like, it was pretty low down on the list. And then I had an interview with the theater arts department. And the director was amazing. And I learned so much more about the school, and then I went to visit it, and I really liked it. They have a diner on campus, which I think is so cool. It's very cool. If you guys, if anyone Googles it, um, yeah. Sacred Heart University Diner, it's very cool. It's, like, retro-themed, I believe, right? Yeah, and then you can spend, Super like, cool-looking. Yeah, you can spend, like, your card money on Right, there. right, like, the plan. Yeah, so... Not that it's all about food, but it, it does help. Like, you don't... like you're It's part of it. Years. Like, you're going there for four years, you want to eat. Um, <laughs> yes. and they have what I love about Sacred Heart is that they're so up and coming mm-hmm. that they keep innovating they keep changing which I think is really cool and they're right. very flexible yes um, and Villanova like I said I knew a lot about because my mom graduated there and we we are like diehard Villanova basketball fans all that kind of stuff so and I still really like Villanova I just think the application process with them is a little more difficult in the sense that they don't need you to go there. They don't need you to apply. So they don't right. make it known that they want you. Right. You know, but then from what I've heard, once you do get accepted, it's like you're immediately part of the family, whether you admit or not, like they want you there. But before that acceptance, right. It's very much like, it's eh, kinda you cold. know, yeah. Like I've, I didn't go on a tour personally, but I've heard some from some people their tours aren't that great. Well, I actually did get to go on a Villanova tour. Mm -hmm. Um, I went, I think it was in February of last year, like before COVID and all this stuff. And the second I got there, I did like it put a bad taste in my mouth. But that was just me only because. I could tell that they didn't really have a lot of art and it seemed to me like they didn't care much about it. Which so is that so thing because I know a lot of people who go there and art is a big deal. It's just so weird to me that they don't show they don't it. promote it, which is 
so strange, but I know. I agree. Right. So I know they just made an art program recently. So I don't know yeah, how. Yeah, I think they made an art minor. Yeah, studio art, which is what I was gonna do anyway. Um, uh huh. So I don't know all about it, but just they have it now. Um, yeah. But when I was there, I was just kind of angry the whole time. I was like, you know, I'm not going here. I told my parents I'm not applying here. They don't have art, which valid point, I right. think, because yeah. that's what I was looking for want. as yeah. part of it. Um, but the tour guides that we had, they were super nice. Like it was just like a good, they made it very good and you felt like you were welcome there at least the tour guides that I had yeah it it does depend on the person right right yeah so we had two tour guides for our group and then at the end we wanted to know if they had any art programs so we asked the tour guide and he said oh let me bring you to somebody that you can talk to right he walked us across the whole entire campus Mm-hmm. Like, to go see this person, and they didn't know. So then he was like, oh, okay, maybe here. And then we walked all the way back. Oh, that's, that is nice. To, to go and see, like, somewhere else. And they also uh-huh. didn't know. Um, I don't oh, know why no. nobody knew. So that put me off more, just the fact that nobody yeah, knew about what was I was trying. He was really trying. He yeah. was so nice. I could recognize that he was really nice. And he, for sure, would have kept on bringing us around to different places and walking around with us but Uh I think he had a meeting or a class to go to but if it wasn't for that I feel like he definitely would have stayed um yeah so I I had a good experience with them I still do love Villanova like especially just seeing my mom's experience and her friend's kids experience like I love Villanova I think they're amazing once you're accepted and I still like Villanova still was very high up on my list, but it was just, I didn't like it as much as Fairfield. Right. But what I do love about Villanova is obviously their education is like top tier. Mm-hmm. Like they're very, very good. And I've heard the professors are also very nice. Right. Very helpful. Mm-hmm. So it really, it depends on where you feel the best. And it's hard for us, I think, because we didn't really get to visit as many places as we wanted to. Right. I was lucky enough to have seen most of my schools mm-hmm. before COVID. And then I went to two. Um, there was like a time where you could still visit. So like now I'm going back to visit Fairfield mm-hmm. because now they're allowing visitors. It's like, I think it's, it's a one-on-one tour, like very safe. Right. But what other, Oh, Scranton. I really liked, apparently they're like in the top 10 for best food and dorms in the country. Oh, which wow. I Thing. yeah i think and my cousin so might be going to scranton i believe last time i i really I like heard from my uncle she was really leaning towards that she's going to mm-hmm. be an occupational therapist and that i know they have oh, a cool. program for that yeah i so. really did like scranton for me it was too out of the way like there was mm, not that much to I do see. immediately in the area right but with that being said they are very much building up so is catholic oh i never said the reason why I shied away from Catholic was because of everything going on in D.C. Um, with the White House and all that kind of stuff. And I know it's going to be different by the time we go. But who's to say that something like the storming of the Capitol or something like that. Um, not the Capitol, the White House. Something like that won't happen again. Right. So for me, I was just, I don't know. I was kind of nervous. It's so upsetting to watch people 
just be angry over like human rights but that's a whole other thing that's a whole other thing yeah gosh it gets me going yeah um so basically I ended up with Fairfield and I'm so happy with my decision I think it's an amazing school both academically and I think I could do what I want I did find out eventually that I could minor in theater while out while also majoring in something in business which I really like um the people I met there I really enjoy so I don't know I'm I'm very excited so yeah I could I could always tell that you had like a gravitational pull towards yeah and I didn't really I mentioned colleges to people but I never really said I mean I would say to a couple people like where I was leaning but Julia was really the only one I talked to the most Mm. about it Mm-hmm. you know and I think we kind of do that with each other but just to prove how excited I was just to go to college period I bought all of my dorm decorations well I, I I didn't buy them but for Christmas all like my entire dorm was already decorated I didn't know where I was going but I had my entire dorm like planned out in my head like three years not three like two years ago she told me what her dorm colors would be <laughs> and yeah. then and then my birthday was coming up and she was like what color is your dorm gonna be I was like you're asking me I don't even know what I'm gonna eat for dinner today or like when I'm gonna sit down to do (laughs) my homework like no I don't know what color I want my dorm to be for anyone wondering um my colors are navy blue like sheets of bedding and stuff light pink light gray and there's some white in there yeah see I don't have this kind of coordination where I could just say that (laughs) I can't just plan that yeah and then I have my walls my walls, I'm going to put um, fairy lights with little clips with uh, pictures. I do like the like idea of the pictures. Lights. I'm going to put, like, really funny things up there. I have some inside well, jokes I... with people. I'm going to hang those up <laughs> along with, like, nice pictures. Yeah. I just didn't want um, – I didn't want my room to look super cluttered, at least my side of the room. I don't know what my roommate's going to be like. but right. So, like, I'm only putting the fairy lights with those pictures – and it's not going to be, like, a million pictures. I think I got 50 clips, but that's going to be for the entire, like, side wall. And then the wall that's, like, right on top of my bed, I'm just going to put a letter N because my name's Nora. Right. And that's it. Is your so name gonna Nora? Be... Yeah, it is. Did you know? Oh, I know now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Julia, do you want to go into your feelings? Oh, boy. Because <laughs> I know Where there's, a lot I begin? To... there's a lot to unpack here. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um... I just was not really sure what I was looking for in a school. I I kind of knew that I wanted a smaller school because, like Nora, I also kind of grew up in that kind of environment. And I feel mm-hmm. like it has worked well for me thus far. Which is interesting because a, a lot, no, not a lot, but some people who grow up in small schools go to like huge state schools because they want to get away from that. So it kind of just depends on who you are. Yeah, for me, a big thing is, like, again, what you said about bonding with teachers and professors yeah. and things like that. Um, so that was always pretty important to me, like, even before I thought about it. But mm-hmm. there, I didn't want, like, a super small school. Like, the school, so I did apply to some larger schools. Like, one of the schools that I applied to has almost 25,000 students. Right. So I wanted to have that option, like, just in case I went to visit yeah, it's good to keep your options and something open. happened. Yeah, two of my schools have almost 25,000 um, mm-hmm. people. So 
but I was leaning towards smaller, but I think the range of like my more top schools at this point are like around nine or 10,000 students. Right. So I feel like that's a pretty good. We should also, side note, we should also revisit this once you decide so that you could say like what these schools are. Because I know you don't want to say, because you shouldn't, I mean, if you want to say stuff, you you should about specific schools, but you don't have to. Kind of depends on. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about it because, like, for me, like, whether I get in or not, like, I'm not going to keep that from people, like. Yeah, I know a lot. That's why a lot of people don't talk about it. Yeah, that, for me, like, yes, it's a confusing process, but I don't let, like, this kind of stuff define me. Like, I just don't. Period. (laughs) Yeah. What a queen. Like, I was, I was stressed out about one of the schools because I got an email um, asking if I wanted to change my application to early decision two because they were super competitive. Yeah, it it was just an automated email. So it wasn't like they specially reached out to me or anything like that. Yeah, but it was still confusing because I've never been to the school or anything like that. And I, I was thinking about and at it. At that point, it was like your top school at that point. It seemed because... good on paper. Right. And I know people that go there and they like it. And someone in our grade already committed to it. But when I went to visit the week before I had to make this decision and it just didn't feel right. It was, But then also, too, what's so annoying about this whole thing is that they gave you a week to decide. They did. And then you had to go and there was no students there. Yeah, it was very like hard. You just had to walk around. Right. Yeah, we we did see two students that just graduated and they went back to just eat lunch and they just sat mm-hmm. on the campus. So we talked to them for like 20 minutes and they were super nice. So this kind of goes back to like, like you may not like a school, but then it may be someone else's home. Like it's really just right, super sure. individual. So it's, yeah, it's really helpful to go there and get that experience. So I walked around, I just wasn't really feeling it. Um, but which also, I was disappointed about. Right. But also, you were telling me this uh, a few weeks ago, is that for me, I liked it even more as soon as I visited. But for you, the visits seem to be pretty overwhelming. Yeah, I get very overwhelmed when I go. And I've found this with pretty much everywhere I've visited so far. I've only gotten to see about like five schools, I would say. And... M- a good chunk of those I didn't even apply to, so it wasn't that helpful. And how many? How many did you? I applied to, to eleven schools. Um, Pretty standard. Yeah, I think ten was like the median number, really. Um, but I, yeah. So a lot of some of the schools I applied to, I've never even been to that state before. Like I, <laughs> so I applied to a couple of That's schools okay. in Massachusetts too two of them and You've I've never been to Massachusetts I don't think so I really don't think so have I been to Massachusetts oh yeah I've been to Boston and I think like the school that's my top at the list right now is in Massachusetts <laughs> I love that but then the thing is I'm also scared that if I get accepted to that school and I go visit then I won't like it I see that seems to be a common yeah. thread like this the school that I was just talking about, which was Lehigh, that I went to go visit and I had to make the decision about it, I that was the only school that I had the experience that I applied already and then I went to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it, I think a lot of it too, you were putting so much pressure on yourself to like it. Yeah, because it kind of felt like, oh, finally, I kind of know what I want. And then I got there and then it, I just it felt like it wasn't for me. And that was disappointing because then it was like, OK, well, back to square one. Right. Which I think is a feeling a lot of people have. Right. Like for me, Fairfield was always my number one. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it just was. But for a majority of people don't have that experience which is okay right yeah I I really do think that things will work themselves out however they end up working out but yeah it's when you don't really know what you want and you don't when you feel like you don't know yourself enough to make this kind of decision I feel like that's where it gets complicated so I don't know I felt like the application process itself wasn't too bad for me, I didn't apply to 20 schools, so that if I did, right. I, my answer would be not the same. <laughs> but yeah. um, the process itself wasn't too bad. Like, yes, it's kind of stressful, but it's not – it's pretty straightforward what you have to do, yeah. I would say. Yeah, they, they pretty much lay everything out for like, you. Like, it's super competitive and all that kind of stuff, and they ask for things, and then they still won't accept you even if you have all those things. The way that they do it is confusing, but that's nothing that you can do. But, like, what you can do, it's it's pretty straightforward. Like, all the I writing think, and stuff. I think for us, the application process wasn't stressful because we didn't early decision anywhere. Like, right. yes, even though Fairfield was my number one, but it wasn't like I was definitely going to go there. Like, if I right. didn't get in, like I would have been okay. But for a lot of people... If you're applying to your dream school, that that makes sense that as is to it why it be super stressful. Yes. Yeah, but from our personal experience, the application process itself was not stressful. Right. I mean, at times it definitely was, but like looking back at it, and overall, the yes. the only stress for me anyway came from the pressure that I put on myself or that for other sure. people put on me. It wasn't like the process itself other people <laughs> other people yeah adam go ahead <laughs> i think we can all guess who those other people and we, you know we all got you, you don't have to say we it. All got you him. don't have to say it. yeah we all got him well i hope so oh boy <laughs> anyway continue <laughs> but yeah a lot of the pressure came from just me not knowing where I wanted to go. For me, the most stressful part of the whole process was just deciding where to apply. Um, yeah. That's really what my problem was. Um, and even still, like, I've gotten accepted to, I think, five schools now. I think I'm only waiting <laughs> on... I can't add. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember exactly how many I... Because you... Also, I don't think um, I mentioned this. I did majority early action. There was only right. one school that I couldn't do early action for, whereas you did mostly regular decision. Right. Yeah. I My essay just wasn't there yet, and I didn't want to rush it. I wanted it to Which, be Which, again, good. is totally valid and It was fine. worth it, <laughs> I think. Yes. Because the thing is, if you're not ready, you're not ready. Right. Yeah. Don't you rush know? it. Yeah, I feel like it really doesn't yes. make that much of a difference, to be honest. I agree with you. I agree. So take your time. I'm surprised that I've heard from this many so far, to be honest. But yeah, so yeah, you did a lot of yours were rolling admissions, right? N- no, actually, 
which was funny. Exactly. And they, they already sent the two of wow, them. That's... Suni Binghamton um, and UMass Amherst, neither of those were um, rolling. Those were both regular decision, but they told me already. Which SUNY so Binghamton, yeah. I was not expecting them to tell me so soon. Like, yeah. they sent it not long after I sent them my application. That's where your mom went, right? But, yeah, I feel like that may have something to do with it. I'm not entirely sure. But, like, I could see. I, I don't really know how any of it I don't works, either. So. But, yeah, my mom went to SUNY Binghamton. Um, but, yeah, that's not why I applied there. It just so yeah. Happened. That's not why I applied to Villanova either. It just yeah, so happened that they had what I was looking for, which was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and UMass Amherst, they told me now, which I wasn't expecting. That's um, yeah, so that's fun. But the rest, I'm waiting on. Oh, by the way, I got into Sacred Heart. Oh, good they job! They told me during the interview that I got in. What? Yeah. <laughs> That is crazy. Because they sent me a letter in the mail saying, like, all of the scholarships and things that they could offer me. But then they uh-huh. they said, like, you have to sign up for an interview. Like, we want you to sign up for an interview. And then in the middle of the interview, they were like, okay, yeah, so you got that letter, right? And I said, yes. And they said, okay, so now you're in the interview. Like, congratulations. I was like, oh, I would have. Thank you. Oh, my God. I would not have known how to react. I did it. so uncomfortable. Thanks. That is so uncomfortable. Oh, my gosh. And then during the interview, the guy was super nice. It wasn't the like our normal admissions counselor because the appointment didn't fit. But he he was super nice. He just graduated from there, which I found pretty interesting. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. But. I have one one of my interviews was a recent graduate. Yeah, I don't know too much about Sacred Heart and it seems to me like a lot of people could see me there so I'll definitely look into it. Not that it matters what other people think of right. it, but just because I'm confused, I'll take like any feedback, opinion, and I'll yeah. just think about it myself. But he asked where it was on my list and I said <gasps> verbatim. That, I was just I was just going to say that. Yeah. So I did a couple of interviews and a couple of them asked me that, but those were more like up on my list, I, I would was, say. I was so caught off guard. I think I think it was Sacred Heart who asked me, but I was like, oh my God. Like what do I say? Oh, wait for what I said. What did you say? I said verbatim, like just like this. Oh, not the top. But not but not the bottom. <laughs> Like, like in the middle, but like high up in the middle. <laughs> Verbatim, okay, that like, is exactly what I said. But I think they would appreciate the honesty, I'm right? I'm sorry. That's just, you asked. It's not at yeah. the top. I mean, if I end up going there, this would be really funny. I mean, it's not like, like I said, it's not at the bottom. It seems that they have what I'm looking for. So, See, But that's what happened to me with Sacred Heart was it was very much like, middle to low middle and then all of a sudden it became top two yeah yeah it was it was it was really weird they really came up right in the rear um but yeah i mean my best advice to give you and to give anyone is you have to reflect you can't expect to know where you're gonna go immediately right like for me it was i don't want to say easier but like I wasn't really stressed out with my decision, mm-hmm. but that is not the case for a lot of people. Right. And 
and I've told you this before too, is I truly believe you end up where you need to go or not need to go, but where you should end up. And if you don't like it, deferring is so common now that it's not like you're not going to be looked down upon because you deferred. Right. You can transfer, you know? Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I meant? Oh my God. Transfer. Um, (laughs) But it's just, it's so common now that it's not like this stain on your reputation. Not saying that you should go into your college decision planning to transfer, but right. It's always an option. If you feel like Mm -hmm. you need it. Um, And I think also it's important to like, ride it for like wait a little bit right in the don't sense transfer of, right away if you don't like yes. it it make it's gonna because take some getting my, used to right, i speak as if totally, i know no but it's a totally new like because you're learning your a new mom, lifestyle didn't your mom hate villanova yeah i was just gonna say that so my mom when she went to apply to schools her number one ironically i just found this out um like a little before i decided to go to fairfield Tell me it's but it wasn't like, the reason why no, her number one was Fairfield. <gasps> no. Yes, which I wow. had no idea. And she didn't get in. Oh, which my. Is so, which is so ironic that she didn't get into Fairfield, but she got into Villanova, which, like, now would be, like, the total opposite. I know it's, like, very different, but. Yeah. Um, but so she, when she went to visit Villanova, she would not even get out of the car because she was like, I'm not going here. I don't want that to. That was kind of like me. So, yes. So she, like, wouldn't even get out of the car. And then she eventually decided to go to Villanova. And her freshman year, she hated it. She didn't find people that she really liked. Like, her roommate um, got knocked up. Oh, and yeah. Left. You mentioned that? Yeah. So then she was, like, my mom was alone. And, like, as a freshman, like, you don't have to be best friends with your roommate. But, like, you want to at least like them a little bit. Right. You know? Yeah. Just a tad. Um, and they were just, my mom and her roommate were just two totally different people. So mm-hmm. she just did not like it. And then it was until sophomore year where she, or the, like, end of fresh, middle, end of freshman year. Right. Their dorm room, what their, like, dormitory was having this, like, I think she said it was, like, an around-the-world cocktail party. So they all had to make cocktails. And before college, my mom was, like me, like, not much of a drinker. Like, she didn't like alcohol. And it, not anything against people who drink. Mm-hmm. Like, you do you, queen. If you want to drink, go ahead. But um, I just don't like the taste of it. I'm not a fan. I don't really – I'm not a party person. But anyway. Right. Um, so she didn't know how to make it. So this one um, person, she was, like, walking through the dorm. And she was, like – I guess my mom looked like she was struggling. And she just – and so they all had their doors open so people could just walk in and out. She walked in. She was like, hey, like, do you need help? Whatever. So then – and then ever since then, they became, like, best friends, roommates the rest mm-hmm. of the time. We love her. Her name is Marge. She's oh, amazing. I've heard of her. Yes, we love Marge. I've heard of Marge. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love Marge. She's – I mean, all, a lot of my mom's – not a lot. All of my mom's friends. So she has, like, a friend group. They call it Nova All. It's, like, the text chain. It's a big deal. Um, there's nine of them. And what I just think is so interesting, I think it's important to note is that not all of them were best friends in college. Not all of them were in the same friend group in college. It was kind of like these two were friends, but then this person was also friends with this person and brought them in, that kind of thing. But now they've been friends ever since. And they're all so awesome. But yeah. (laughs) That's great. My mom's friends are cool. Yeah. So I think it's just important to, realize that you're not gonna get everything you want 
the first month you're at school. Right. It's it's a big you change know. and it's going to take a little while, but that's okay. Yeah, for sure. So, do we have any final thoughts, Julia? Um, big takeaway, hopefully, you know, things will end up the way that they're supposed to. They Don't will. put a ton of pressure on yourself because that only it doesn't help you at all. No, not at all. Um, not at all. Yeah, we'll keep updating you on what's yeah. going on. Well, yeah, if Julia makes any decisions, which we'll I won't, be sure. but if I do, well, you're gonna have at to some point, at some so, point, we'll see. At some point, you will get the announcement of where she is attending college. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess on that note. I think we are done unpacking all of our bags for the day. Yes. Oh, we had a... So, we make sure you come back. <laughs> yes, come back next week. We will be here. We'll have plenty more bags. We do a lot of shopping throughout the week. We do. Um, oh, well, I wish I could shop. Anyway. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, to the one person that, for some reason, found this podcast, and for some reason is still listening... Thank you, and hopefully we'll see you back here next time. Bye!